helping students in medicine not just survive, but thrive with a purpose. This is the CMDA Student Pulse Podcast with your host, Bill Riker, National Director of CMDA's Campus Ministries. Well, welcome to another episode of CMDA's Student Pulse Podcast. My name is Bill Reichert, and I'm the National Director of Campus and Community Ministries here at CMDA. Well, I want to wish everybody a happy new year who's listening. It is now 2022, and I pray and hope that the Lord blesses you in this new year. And what a great way to start off 2022 by this interview that I had last year with Abby Gaffner, a medical student from A.T. Still in Missouri, and she shares about how students have been impacted by the gospel through her local chapter. And I don't think you want to miss this interview. It is an incredibly encouraging conversation. And well, without further ado, let's step right into the interview and meet and talk with Abby Gaffner. Well, on the line, I have Abby Gaffner. Abby, you there? Yes, I'm here. Well, welcome to the Student Pulse podcast. And uh, before we dive in, I thought I'd just give a a brief bio, a little bit about yourself to our listening audience. Um, Abby, you're a third-year medical student at A.T. Still University in Kirksville, a a DO school there, pursuing and trying to become a primary care physician in a medically underserved community. And I think we may talk a little bit about that as well. But uh, during your undergrad at University of Illinois, Urbana-Champaign, you uh, came in contact with CCHF. If Mm -hmm. people don't know, CCHF is Christian Community Health Fellowship. And it profoundly, as you said, shaped your vision on how God was going to call you to use your medical training for service in Christ. And so You've uh, been an active student leader in the CMDA ministry and have seen God do some incredible things uh, while there and continue to. Um, Now, currently, you're doing uh, your uh, clinical rotations and you're in Bayonne, New Jersey, right outside of New York City, where I hear you are enjoying and connecting with your local church as well as exploring the city. Maybe on a personal note, what's the thing that you've enjoyed the most about New York City that you've had a chance to experience? For the first time, I feel like I'm in like an art scene. And I love musicals and I love mm. theater. And so getting to go to things like Shakespeare in the park it, and, mm. and like all of these things are free. And I feel like in the Midwest, you don't meet like actors and authors and that kind of thing. So that's been fun for me. Fantastic. You know, what we want to do is uh, talk about the ministry at H.E. Stillsome. Um, you know, this is a, an important time for our chapters across the country. We're CMDAs on about 330 chapters, and it's they're led by student leaders like yourself. And there's plenty of volunteers and campus advisors. And uh, I thought your story was particularly of interest because it really showcased um you know, what God can do and is doing on campuses like yours. And uh, I trust there are many stories. I mean, there are many stories that others could tell about how God is transforming lives with the power of the gospel in and through healthcare. But I thought it would be an encouragement for our listeners, the students and others who may be listening to this podcast to, to hear the ways that God has been at work and, the, and some of the choices you all made and continue to make that, inc- you know, encourage and increase involvement there within CMDA. So let me ask you this, uh, just to kind of get out of the gate. Why did you become a student leader? And maybe even back up a little bit is how did you hear about CMDA? So I heard about CMDA, I think, before I went to medical school. 
I have a dear mentor. Her name's Dr. Catherine Moore, and she went to AT still as well. And she was involved in CMDA, and so she told me about it. But to me, it's pretty well known, I think, among like Christian healthcare students. But I decided to become a student leader. I actually think that that's an important question because after my first year, you know, you're you're kind of stressed about what do I what am I supposed to be involved in? Like, I need things that are strong on my resume and things that kind of tell my story of of what I want to do in healthcare. And you're kind of building on what you want to be and you want to like tell that clean cut story. And so in praying about it, I was like, you know, should I lead one of our, I I really thought about like, should I lead one of our like campus nonprofit things or should Mm -hmm. I, um, you know, be in student government and, and those kind of things. And I want to do what I'm passionate about and what gets me excited instead of like what I feel I'm expected to do um, as like the, the clean cut uh, medical student. And I'm excited about the Bible and I'm excited about teaching the Bible. And so leading team DA, I just felt an excitement towards it that I didn't mm-hmm. feel about being, you know, in student government or that kind of thing. And so I knew that God will care for my, you know, future residency plans and that it would absolutely be worthwhile and it would build uh, my leadership skills well, you know, leadership is challenging enough. Yeah. But you were asked uh, to become a leader and were, you know, you were a part of CMDA and you were in med school during something that was unprecedented, obviously COVID. <laughs> and it it really, imagine it had a force to cause you to lead in a very different way. Uh, all of a sudden, you know, this is a group that is supposed to have community and do life together and be in proximity. And, you know, we are embodied individuals who, who grow in community with one another. And now everybody is looking at each other on a screen. How did that work for you? What were some of the challenges you faced and what ways did you find yourself being able to push through those challenges? Yeah. So at our school, the leadership actually transitions in March. And so we were, they like handed over the torch to us, like end of first years, like right as COVID was happening. And CMD was very small at at that time. Mm -hmm. Um, And so from March on, we decided to do it like on Zoom and things. And one of the biggest decisions was to keep doing Bible study because the two choices were, do we continue like just March and May or do we just stop? And we decided to continue. Um, And I just think that was important because we got to build, um, there's four of us on the exact team and it just helped us all bond and grow as leaders and teachers so that we were serious going into the summer as we then prepared for the new school year and how like we were going to lead. So going into the new, the new school year, like over the summer, it was definitely on my heart and how to prepare for CMDA. But I knew, so I had felt very lonely in the spring because everyone kind of left and did med school from their hometowns and those kind of things. And all that to say, I knew that the first years would need community. And that was kind of the priority is if CMDA can be anything, it can be a home, a home for first years that regardless if they have a strong faith background or they don't know the gospel, but they like need friends and, and something to be involved in. Like we want to be that. So we maybe like a, a week before, a week or two, probably two weeks. It, we were like the first club to do this, but we sent out, uh, we like posted on the first year's Facebook page with like a welcome and email. 
and we said, hey, like we will provide a second year mentor to you. We're like the Christian group on campus. Um, we want to care about like you as a person, like not just like your faith, but we can help you navigate different school advice or clubs, but we mostly just want to be a friend. And so we sent that out and we didn't have a ton of people. And we told, we told them that we were a Christian group. We would help them find a church. And so we, we emailed some second years that we knew were kind of involved with CMDA the year before and, and sent them like what's expected of a mentor and that kind of thing. And then we probably had 18 first years sign up. Wow. And yeah. And that was huge because we were then the first touch point for mm-hmm. these students. And, and we said all of the mentors, we said meet in person with your mentee within the first week and then invite them to church. So that was probably the biggest thing we did um, because then we already knew the first years, like two or three weeks before Bible study even started. Um, and we had one-on-one relationships with, with a couple of them. No, that's great. You, you're building that precedent. And uh, that's so important because, you know, people can think, well, you know, I, when life gets a little easier, right? Yeah. Uh, I, I'll start making that a priority and a, and, a, and a discipline. But when does it ever get easier? In fact, it only gets more complicated, doesn't it? And, uh, and, and so, yeah, I think that's a, that's a great idea. And so let's talk about that a little bit more because I think the idea of a church was a real fundamental to your group's growth and connectedness and uh, some things, some exciting things came out of uh, you all meeting together and gathering together. And um, forgive me if I'm jumping ahead, but I, I do want to talk about getting connected with church. Uh, were there a multiple amount of churches you had partners with? Did people go to a lot of different churches and, and how, how did you orchestrate and, and coordinate all that? We're in a very small town. Okay. We're in uh, Kirksville, Missouri, which is maybe uh, 18,000 people. We're a normal sized med school, but it's like kind of just the med school and the dental school. Okay. Um, so anyways, that's just a bit of context. So there's only, well, there's like two main churches in the community and we just happen to be lucky enough that our, like our CMDA faculty mm-hmm. members, one goes to one church, First Baptist, and then one goes to the other church, Rehoboth Baptist. And so we're lucky from that standpoint. And when we started the mentorship program, we told all of the first years that you pick where you go to church and we'll go with you at the beginning, wherever you want to go. But a lot of us, a lot of us go to the same church. A lot of us go to First Baptist, which is where uh, Lisa Archer, one of the main CMDA mentors goes, and she's on the worship team and is extremely hospitable. And so there's a group, the four um, exec members, we all went to that church and the boys, uh, two of the boys are on the worship team as well. And so whenever the first years got to like come into church, they saw, you know, two peers and then one of their teachers on the worship team. Now I think that's a small town thing. I don't think that that happens everywhere, but there becomes a sense of, Oh, like I'm very represented here. Mm. I have a space here. And so the local church thing was very big for us because I do believe that all Bible studies like para-ministry Bible studies should ultimately point to getting involved in the local church. And so Lisa and uh, Dr. Gertis really encouraged that. And it became a community thing for us because we would meet for Bible study. And then on Sundays, we would all go to church together. We'd sit in the first three rows together. 
and it, it became very normal, you know, and, and if yeah. someone's not there, you text them and we'd go to lunch together afterwards. And I think that that was key also, because as we'll get in later, through people going to church, I think is where decisions to ultimately follow Christ came from. Yeah. So let's touch on that because you had a small group, you're meeting together, CMDA, and of course, people from a variety of different backgrounds, different maybe places in their relationship with the Lord. And you've seen some individuals mm-hmm. make professions of faith, make commitments to put their faith and trust in Christ. You want to talk a little bit more about that and how that come about. And then, yeah, and then you can maybe talk about the intersection of how church really kind of helped in that process as well. Yeah. So these three ladies allowed me to, to share bits of their, of their story, but we had, um, now I don't think it was all like CMDA, you know, it's, mm-hmm. it's God working in multiple, multiple places of their hearts and in their stories, but they were all three, a part of our CMDA group and community. Right. But yeah, we had three young women get baptized during the year and two of them at that church this past spring. So like during COVID at our church, and we all had like celebrations with them. So how we ended up doing Bible study was because it was on Zoom um, and because we only wanted to meet in small groups, we would have like groups of four that kind of lived near each other. Um, so like lived in student housing or like were roommates, that kind of thing, uh, meet together in person. So like little pods and then they would Zoom on together. And so that was kind of like the core community uh, since we couldn't like meet in person and that's where you would share prayer requests and, and some of them would eat dinner together before zooming on to Bible study. So that's kind of where the like life on life discipleship happened for those smaller groups. And so kind of like our exec team, like led the different groups. So I, I kind of went to the student housing group where there was a bunch of young women. We met together every week and then Daniel and Andrew, our roommates. And so they like had a pod and a bunch of guys and the two other women uh, who got baptized were in their group. And all that to say, Daniel and Andrew's group, they just did life together. Mm. And I was talking to Daniel before this and, and I asked him that question, like, how did these faith conversations, like how did two people from your friend group come to know Christ? And he said, we cared for them as a person. And then through showing them the love and care for them as a person. So like, what are your hobbies? What are your interests? Let me like invite you in to have meals with me. Those kind of things open the door for spiritual conversations. And then the friend group, you know, just from doing life together would have spiritual conversations. And then it ultimately led to those two young women asked to meet with Lisa Archer, our mentor, who then met with them individually and then together and talked through the basics of faith and like was more of a spiritual mentor there. And then they started going to church with us and came to CMDA and then ultimately like met with our pastor and decided to get baptized. And so it was really beautiful. I think what's why I wanted people to hear your story is so often we think it's going to be some kind of uh, you know, tips and tricks, techniques, things that we need to do, programs that we need to uh, orchestrate or, or manage for lives to be changed or growth to happen. And what you're demonstrating so clearly is that it was as simple as being present with one another, yeah. caring enough to invest in one another's lives, yeah. asking questions, being curious, praying for one another, sharing a meal together. It's simple. But it's no. not always easy. 
Yeah. And I think that's important because there's time and energy. And as a med student, I mean, everybody who's a med student, dental student, any kind of healthcare student understand the kind of grind it is, the kind of commitment it takes to get to studies. So you're giving some time away here. You're making an investment, you're being intentional, but God is using that and God has used that. And I think that's a real neat demonstration to say something as simple as gathering together, studying God's word, caring for one another, having meals together, building those disciplines of, of, of life and faith, going to church, all these things are, are going to be uh, a catalyst, almost going to create a, a, a greenhouse effect uh, of, of things you know, uh, happening, uh, God using those circumstances, that context to uh, uh, build his kingdom and to, and to see lives transformed. So I, I, I think people, I want, I want the, our listeners to see and hear that this is, a, this is a very simple thing of being together, doing life together. And, um, but again, not easy. You made some big commitments and you had to forfeit time from studies and other things that you might want to do to invest your life into the lives of others. Yeah. Talk a little bit about uh, where the ministry is now, because you've left, you've done a handoff, you know, handoffs are, are very challenging in leadership. How were you going to be guaranteed or what decisions did you make as a leadership team to make sure you were handing it off? Well, how did that transition go? When it came time for leadership transitions and people applying to be in leadership, like God really blessed us with some strong first years who had been very involved all year and who we like personally knew all year. And so I think because our group was very consistent and because we were so like consistent in each other's lives the whole year, yeah, the transition was very smooth by God's grace. And, and I feel like the new leadership team mm-hmm. my, like, is, very, like, is even stronger than us. They <laughs> are amazing. Because again, we transitioned in March. And so we probably had like a month and a half of them leading our Bible studies and just so, so amazing. And one thing we do as a leadership team is the whole leadership team, um, ours is like four members, switches who leads Bible study so that you really have time to like invest in, in your, in your teaching. But anyways, CMDA now, I was talking to one of the leaders uh, last week and last week they had 40, 40 wow. medical and dental students go to church together at our um, local church, First Baptist, 40. And wow. last year we had one dental student. Oh. And now I guess they're, the dental students like really, exploded. Um, I don't know the exact number, but we have lots of dental students involved now. So when you have a strong group of first years, yeah, like we only had four of us and we all became the exec board. Yeah. And now there was like, you know, there's last year, we probably averaged like 25 people at Bible study every week. And so when you have that like 20 first years, then like involved in CMBA becomes second years, mm-hmm. then yeah, God, well, God yeah. is really good to our, our group. You know, I think the key is when you're making that transition, it's not about having to communicate, you know, the how to's and, and although you're, there may be some of that as you're talking to the next generation of leaders coming behind you, but you modeled it. All they had to do is really lean into what they saw and experienced and just continue to lean in on that. There wasn't anything they had to learn because they had been learning it. They had been experiencing that incarnational uh, ministry. So I think, um, I think that's a big part of, of, of making that transition almost so seamless was that 
it was a part of their life. They had already seen it. You all had very well, uh, in a very uh, effective way, uh, modeled that before them and lived that out before them. And so they just simply had to do the same, do likewise, which mm-hmm. is so much a big part of how discipleship happens, how spiritual growth happens. And uh, so anyway, I, I'm just excited to see and hear what God has been doing and continues to do at AT Still. I'm particularly excited too to see people come to new saving faith in Christ. I think that is such a yes. such a key thing. I I think sometimes we we think uh, you know medical students, maybe dental students, there's a sense of cynicism maybe towards you know God or, or issues of faith, and how could anyone believe? Maybe at that point, you know, maybe it's all baked in right there. You know who they're going to be now for the for for now and forever. But no, God is going to draw people unto Himself. He's He does do exciting things in, in medical and dental school. He's working in students' lives. He is seeing and engaging students to uh, believe in him. And there's uh, people are, are coming to faith. And that is such an encouraging thing to hear and see. And it happens so often. Uh, and I love to just be able to put that on display and to say, if we can trust God, if we step out of faith, why not at any other school, Emory or, you know, Houston? I mean, this can happen anywhere. Exactly. Yes, thank you. Well, I just want to thank you again and uh, again for sharing your story. And, um, and I appreciate, uh, again, everything you're doing. And I look forward to the way God's going to use you, Abby, in, in helping underserved communities as you step out, as you bring about your faith to bear in the lives of the patients you serve. And so thank you so much for taking the time, having this conversation together. Yeah. Oh, glory be to God for what he's doing. It's ultimately him. But thank you, Bill. I appreciate it. Well, before we sign off, I have some things that you need to know. First of all, I want to call your attention to the month of February. In fact, mark your calendars as we have set that month aside as Healthcare Missions Emphasis Month. That's right. We have wanted to put a focus on medical missions that month to begin to highlight some opportunities that you and your CMDA chapter can engage, participate, and be mobilized for healthcare missions. So if you simply go to cmdastudentlife.info missions-month, we set up a quick landing page that will kind of talk you through a little bit about what this month is about and ways that you can engage and participate and put that focus on healthcare missions. So simply go to that website and we put that website address, of course, in our show notes. So February is Healthcare Missions Emphasis Month. So mark your calendar. And then secondly, I want you to mark your calendar for our national convention. That is the National Convention of CMDA coming up in April, April 21st to the 24th in Indianapolis. Information is at NATCON, that is N-A-T-C-O-N, natcon.cmda.org. And you can check out all the great speakers that we're going to have. We're going to have Dallas Jenkins. If any of you have ever watched The Chosen, you know who Dallas Jenkins is. Well, he'll be speaking, but not only speaking to the conference at large, but also have a special time set aside just for students. So check it out. And also, if you find yourself feeling, well, I can't afford it, or financially it may be a a challenge, we've got scholarship monies that we set aside to help alleviate and offset some of the costs. So don't let any of those concerns keep you from being a part of our national convention this April. 
Anyway, the information is at natcon.cmda.org. And then lastly, if you haven't yet downloaded our CMDA Student Life app, well, what's keeping you? Download it, get it, get it on your iPhone or your uh, Android device, uh, set up a profile and start engaging with the great content that we have on our CMDA Student Life app. But we've just added something in addition to the great content we've had these many years, and that is we've allowed faith prescriptions to have some videos that have been set aside that are student focused. So we set up a student pack of uh, faith prescription videos that now are available on the CMDA student app. So if you simply go to the top tile, click through that, tap through that, you'll see those videos and there are five of them that will help guide you in learning more about integrating your faith into the practice of medicine and dentistry. How do you pray with patients? How, how do you take a spiritual history? There's all kinds of things that are very student-focused uh, and specific that are available now on the CMDA Student Life app. So check it out. And then lastly, as always, if you want to check us out on the socials, you can get the most current information, updates, and uh, announcements. Simply go to Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and check out at CMDA Student Life. Anyway, this is the first episode of 2022, and I look forward to many more episodes ahead this year. Until then, take care. God bless. DMDA Student Pulse Podcast is a production of the Christian Medical and Dental Associations. The opinions expressed by guests on Student Pulse Podcast are not necessarily endorsed by the Christian Medical and Dental Associations. CMDA is a nonpartisan organization that does not endorse political parties or candidates for public office. The views expressed on Student Pulse Podcast reflect judgments regarding principles and values held by CMDA and its members and are not intended to imply endorsement of any political party or candidate.